millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey, Blue Shirt Breakaway fans, welcome to another week of the Blue Shirts Breakaway. I'm here with the most tired of Greg's, and my name is Ryan, and I'm your host, Greg. Say hello. Hey, buddy. Well, I, I meant to say co-host. Sorry, my B. My total B. Yeah, you're fine. I think we're good. Um, the year of 2017 and Mellow Greg continues as Mellow Greg rolls on into this year. Greg, how you feeling? Uh, well... This isn't Mellow Greg. This is, we just woke Greg up in the middle of being asleep, Greg. Right. Well, you know, said we had a podcast to record, figured you'd be ready for it. You know, I get it. It's an adjustment. You have to make an adjustment. So, just getting things together here. Big time adjustment. Big time adjustment. <laughs> Talking through yawns. Huge adjustment. Huge adjustment. Uh, you know, we're, we're a week away from the, a new president at this point, or almost a week, two weeks? Yeah, a week and a half. Uh, it's like 10 days. 10 days away at this point. And, uh, you know, you're making a, the transition, and so is he. So we're just trying to get a smooth transition for you. That's all. That's all it is. That's right. Uh, That's right. I'm, I'm sleeping because I work a morning schedule now. So I had to be to work today, Monday, at 3.30 a.m. And I have to be to work tomorrow, Tuesday, at 5 a.m. So my schedule is just all sorts of jacked up. People who are playing all fantasy, Greg, remember up. that he uh, was working a night shift, and now he is working... The morning, so he is all all kind of messed up. But you know who's not all kind of messed up right now? The Rangers. Just a little smooth transition there. Actually, I'm not sure, but this team <laughs> did fight back in one of the most exciting games I would say of the year, if not the Hallmark game of the year, uh, sponsored by Hallmark. I would say that was the most exciting comebacks we've had since probably last year's down five against the Wild. So. Uh, a little bit of a treat for a Saturday night snowed in for a lot of people who got the chance to do that and uh, weren't able to move from their house or anyone that was working and listening on the radio. Michael Grabner has officially become, you and I have discussed on this podcast before, whose team is it? And we've done this. We, you know, The year started out, with, it was Kreider. And then it started out, with, then it was Hayes. Went to Grabner, went elsewhere, and now it's back on Grabner. Grabner was supposed was supposed to be a you know a depth signing but has quickly become maybe the offensive power of this of this team and also is tied for 6th in goals scored in the league. Where do you see him going from here and is it possible he hits 40? <laughs> He's not going to score 40 goals. 
Hey, listen. Let's stop that right now. Uh, well, I'm stop. Well, I listen. It's just a question, it's hypothetical. Like, what if he scored forty? It doesn't. It, it doesn't. I mean, he could. It doesn't matter. But I mean, he's not going to. It's like uh, almost the halfway part of the season, and he's got, got nineteen right now. I guess he will theoretically slow down, um, but he has looked electric, and he did score a hat trick uh, a day later, uh, as the kids would say, when he took the goal from Clendenning, which I'm sure we will get to at some point. But you know, Michael Grabner has quickly become with. Without Rick Nash, um, without without Mika facilitating for Kreider, uh, and I say that because Kreider was playing his best with Mika, Grabner has, has become a breakaway king. He he literally is the emphasis of this podcast. He is the Blue Shirts breakaway. That might actually be Grabner's nickname. I'm not going to say I'm trying to do it, but I am. A little bit. It's bold. It's interesting. <laughs> I love how dead you are. You literally are like, yeah, that's Dude. a great take. <laughs> Yeah, I just, I'm very tired. Like, there's really no other way for me to describe it. It is a struggle to form sentences right now. Okay, all right. So we're going to keep this one a little short. And I know everyone loves when we do that anyway, because why are you listening in the first place? But uh, let's let's move on. Well, not, let's not move on real quick. Let's stay on Grabner. With the expansion draft coming up, Grabner was one of the people that w- was going to be the on the list of people that could be touched. At this point... I would, I would be, it would be hard pressed to say that, you know, Las Vegas is definitely going to choose him. Uh, he would have one year of contract left. I believe they would try to extend still, him. Still, I still don't know that. They could very easily choose Ronson still. I'm still, I'm not, I'm not. So s- much to, to say, to say on January 9th that Grabner is definitely going to get drafted by the Rangers is just, it's a ridiculous comment because one, the Rangers can still make a trade. If the Rangers trade J.T. Miller, Grabner's going to get protected. That's true. If the Rangers trade any any forward depth, Grabner's going to get the, uh, protected. That's true. That's and then, he goes. you know, the the Vegas franchise can still take a goalie because Ronta is definitely, like, the only guarantee I can make you is Ronta is not getting protected. Right, because we can only that's, that's one it. goalie. So that's... much can change between now and then. So it really doesn't make, it does not make any sense to say on January 9th that Grabner's definitely going to go. I still think if the Rangers have this roster in this in the off season, you should absolutely leave Grabner unprotected because to expect Grabner to put up this kind of season again is just ridiculous. It's one time thing. Yeah, he's having a career year. And this might enjoy be, it. This might like, be there's it. No, there's no reason to think. Yeah, I guess he, he is 29. Started, before this year started, before this year started, if I told you Michael Grabner was going to score 15 goals, you would have gladly taken it. I think so I, the fact that he's got 18 at this point is ridiculous. 19, my friend. But uh, oh yeah, that's right. I'm just just helping you out. But I remember making fun of Michael Grabner when he first got signed to this team because I have a couple of close uh, Islander fans that would tell me, you know, uh, he gets all the breakaways he wants. He has all the speed in the world, but he can't score for anything. You know, he gets he shoots five hole and gets blocked every single breakaway. He has seemed to have adjust, made that adjustment, and if that's the new him. Uh, and that's the ability he has gained now at his, his uh, a later age, and uh, he's worked on that skill. He maybe he could become a transcendent player. But I guess you are saying uh, it is a career year for him. His speed will only go downhill from here. He's only getting older, and uh, we will live him unprotected, even though he is being as good as he is now. Yeah, just enjoy the year he's having. He, he's going to score twenty goals this year, and score. we're just going to see what happens. But. I, I just think it's January 9th, and you still have a trade deadline to get through. I don't know for sure that 
Michael Grabner is going to be exposed by the Rangers. I would have said absolutely he would have been exposed by the Rangers a month ago, but if the Rangers really want a defender, I still think J.T. Miller is the guy they have to trade. So Grabner would then take the Miller spot if you trade J.T. Miller. That's fair. I still don't think J.T. Miller is going, uh, is my, my personal opinion, but I know we, we, we differ on that. Uh, that being said, the Grabner renaissance has been welcomed. Uh, Rick Nash, uh, Mika, and, and Pavel Buzhnevich are, uh, all, by all reports, on their way back. As uh, I don't think I've mentioned yet, actually, the Rangers are on a bye this week. They're a little bye week, which is their five days off. They do not play again until Friday against the Maple Leafs uh, at home, and then they head up to Montreal the next day, Saturday, versus the Canadians. Canadians. Um, but I don't think we've actually... Have we played the Canadians this year? I don't think we have. Just uh, just off the top of my head. I think, I think we have. Hmm. I think we played them very early on. It must have been super early. I don't really remember playing them. That's, I remember complaining that we didn't, we didn't play them until super late, which is incredible that we it's been this long. But um, we're on the bye right now, so that being said... I, wow, I keep saying that being said. I'm going to totally stop that. Just call me out next time I say that. Just be like, Ryan, stop. Stop. Stop saying it. Uh, Pavel's coming back. He's skating. He is actually yeah. was assigned to... Uh, I actually forgot where he was assigned to. It was not the AHL. I don't know if you know... If Hartford. It is, it is Hartford. Oh, it was Hartford? Oh, I'm sorry. And, um, yeah, he, he scored in his first game down there, too. Yeah, I knew, I knew that. I didn't know. I, I don't know why I thought it was somewhere else. I don't know why. And then Mika's on his way back, and Rick Nash is skating again. So we will have the full force of this team... Uh, coming back within the next week or two so we can really see and start testing this team against what is an, an interesting schedule coming up in the long run. You know, we have a teams uh, such as the Maple Leafs, as I mentioned before, the Red Wings, Kings, Flyers, Blue Jackets again, and then we had a lot. Of, we do a Western trip to the Ducks, Predators, and such. Uh, so the Western Conference not being as strong uh, as, as the Metropolitan is right now. By the way, the Metropolitan, everyone that's contending with us has three games in hand. The Capitals, the Penguins, and the Blue Jackets. And we have 57 points. So we're going to be in fourth place in the Metropolitan with, with 57. I know we've been saying that every week, but uh, this team is, is quite good, but the Metropolitan is the biggest powerhouse division the NHL's seen in, I would say, a couple years. It's unbelievable. It's unreal. It really is. It's, uh, it's, <laughs> it's something to marvel at. Uh, the Penguins are, like, I would still say the favorite, and I don't think the Blue Jackets... Well, na- the now on a two-game losing streak, Blue Jackets, thank Rangers. Uh, I don't think the Blue Jackets will withhold. I've uh, gone on record as saying I think that team sucks, but uh, hey, I was wrong. So, uh, let's get to the topic that I've been really itching to talk to you about. Maybe this will get you riled up a little bit. Your boy, your boyfriend, Adam Clendenning, scored one goal, according to uh, the correction to where Michael Grabner stole it for the hat trick today. And was playing, I would say, pretty damn well in the Blue Jackets game, uh, thanks to a Mark Stahl injury, I would say. Where do you stand on him now, and do you believe A.V. will send him back to the bench? No, I'm just, I'm just so excited for A.V. to take him out of the lineup. It's really what gets me out of bed in the mornings. You're thrilled, right? You're like, you know, I got, I got to wake up because I can complain I'm about real. my boyfriend. Kevin Klein was such a train wreck in Bad. that game against the Blue Jackets. It's not just that game. In the Flyers game, I believe he got uh, just manhandled. Oh, no, it was the Buffalo game. He got manhandled. The, 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 manhandled. The Blue Jackets game was, it was the epitome of his entire season, though. That's fair. Uh, I don't like, know if you wanted to try and explain Klein's season in one, a single game, it's the Blue Jackets game where he plays like shit, but somehow the Rangers still win, so... The coaching staff 
will find a way to overlook it. He was just abysmal, and he's been abysmal. And there's no reason for Kevin Klein to be in the lineup every night. Just like, and there's still no reason for there's still no reason for Dan Girardi to be in the lineup every night. You right. can take turns healthy scratching um, Klein and Girardi and get Clendetting in the lineup every night if you wanted to. And even if you wanted to do that, you would still need another defender because you, <laughs> those two guys should not be in an NHL lineup right now. And the Rangers, not only do the Rangers have them in an NHL lineup, they're on the second and third pairing, respectively. So, again, it goes back to my you know weekly, Jesus Christ, this Rangers defense sucks, we need to do something rant. But that didn't play well. I mean, the goals are great. Again, it's not like scoring goals is how I'm going to judge a defender's success or ability to stay in the lineup. But Adam Clendenning did everything you would have wanted him to do in that game, both offensively and defensively. And it's going to be super frustrating when, as soon as Mark Stahl gets healthy, Clendenning is once again out of the lineup. He also had the least With ice no time. hope of coming back in the lineup. Yeah, he had the least ice time of all defensemen, and I can't even beat him by about 40 seconds. Uh, there was yeah, a one play did. in the Buffalo game where Klein just gets like manhandled uh, and gets the puck stolen from him and forces a bad turnover that leads to a score. Like He's just looked awful. Uh, we missed, I mean, missed the window to trade him last year, and that's unfortunate. I still, again, going back to J.T. Miller, any J.T. Miller trade will have Kevin Klein attached to it. I really don't want to trade J.T. Miller. I get it. He's hot and cold for this team. I just don't think he goes. That's just... I don't think that happens, but I'm, I'm, then you're probably not making a trade. I I'm yeah, I know that, that sucks. <laughs> so it's really like, what do you want to do in the future? Do you want to sure up your defense for a better defenseman by trading, trading one of your young forwards? I guess this team does have offense, but JT Moore seems like he could be an integral part of this team for years to come. Maybe I'm wrong. So young team, it's a young core. You, if you, you got to trade someone from that core to make your defense better though, it's that simple. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, I did neglect to mention Michael Grabner, first star of the week. You know, we broke the curse. The last two weeks, we he, got... he's like he's he's what the fifth different ranger to be named the star of the week. Yeah, but we've never gotten a number one. That's my point. This is our first one. Well, we've been on the number what two. What a time island. to be alive! I know. It's really we're so excited. You tired, Greg? Is really like it's he really is like so much of stuff and hot dog up his asshole. <laughs> Yeah. I, I don't know what to tell you. You literally, I was in the middle of my sleep and you woke me up. So Did we not have time, have this time set out like we do every week? Am I wrong? Yeah, but you know, sleep, sleep takes no prisoners. I, I'm pretty it sure. It does what it wants to do. Carrie Fisher wants to have a word with you because sleep takes no prisoners. I'm just saying. Fucked up, dude. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That is fucked up. Yeah, that was a cold one. My what bad. is, what is your problem? I think we have a problem today. Um, so we've already talked about Clendenning. Already talked about Michael Grabner. I do want to talk about Lundqvist a little bit. In the Flyers game, which, by the way, fuck Philly. Just going to get that out there. I'm going to lay it out for us, everyone. Lundqvist played probably the second or third best game of the season. He made spectacular save after spectacular save. He made a block on Wayne Simmons that I'm pretty sure made you uh, go outside and run around the snow. And uh, maybe I'm wrong on that because I know how much you love Wayne Simmons. Uh, I, I just, I'm surprised we didn't play Ronto this week at all. And we played uh, Lundqvist on a back-to-back. Part of me feels like that was his decision. And he went to the coaching staff and was like, listen, we got embarrassed by the Buffalo team at, at home. I want to play versus the Flyers. I'm going in. I, I'm going to be a better goalie today. He looked way more focused. That team was sloppy. Sloppy against against Buffalo on, on uh, at home. 
And that team made it a wake-up call, and that happened to be the Wednesday night rivalry versus the Flyers. Uh, Luck was played out of his goddamn mind, and I would have to say that was a pretty non-stressful game for me, which is weird these days as a Ranger fan. I'm sure it had something to do with the fact that the Rangers were going to have a week off after the Blue Jackets game, and Lundqvist wanted to get as many starts in before that week off. So I'm sure that played a role. Right, that's true. And I'm sure he won't play both the games of the back-to-back versus the Maple Leafs and Canadiens uh, over the weekend. Uh, speaking of which, yeah, uh, are you excited to watch Austin Matthews for the first time this year versus the Rangers? Is that the first time this year? I'm excited. I'm excited for Toronto Maple Leaf fans to run – Austin Matthews out of town. What makes you say that? Because it's Phil Castle? No. Be- well, I mean, the history is there. But it's definitely because, did you see the backlash that Matthews got for congratulating Team USA on the World Junior Championships victory? No, but I'm so pumped to hear about this. Uh, just Canadian fans, uh, Canadian Maple Leaf fans on Twitter basically did a whole lot of, you better check yourself. Austin Matthews, because all Matthews did was tweet out a couple of emojis of the American flag. And Toronto Maple Leaf fans called him pompous, arrogant, what? told him to know his role. He's from Arizona. Reminded him who he played for. They don't give a shit. It's going to be such a beautiful thing when Matthews gets run out of Toronto. And Austin, you are more than welcome <laughs> to come to New York. He'd gladly <laughs> Listen, take you. Gladly come hang out with the Rangers team in five years from now. Uh, when you when you want to get out of that contract and you know play for you know a real city, Toronto would, shots fired. Would love six. to have you. I I really really want Maple Leaf fans because Mitch Marner is the good old boy from Canada, that's the young up and comer for the Maple Leafs, and I am so excited for them to push Austin Matthews out of town like they did Phil Castle. It's going to be glorious. Glorious. I did not know that. I don't find any problem with Matthews doing that even a little bit. I think even no. if why why the fu- why the fuck would you? First of all, he's maybe the best young talent in the game, not named Connor McDavid. And second yep. of all, who gives a shit? <laughs> like it's a World Junior Championship. Also, like, last USA time I hockey checked, fans, super excited that we won, but probably would not have been that upset if we lost to Canada. Hasn't it been about three years since the Leafs were like contending at all? Hasn't it been, been a, a very long time? Hasn't it been a while? I mean, what's the playoffs with Castle? I believe three years ago. I could be wrong, but. How do you complain right now? You're you're in fourth place in your division. This is the first time you've even like sniffed the playoffs. And by by the way, you have a chance because to win a series or two. You have a good team. There's yeah. nothing. There's no hockey tradition greater than ungrateful Toronto Maple Leaf fans. I just that doesn't make any sense to me. That kid is your star. Why would you go after him? It's not like I'm trying. They to would have it. to. They would have to fill Kessel. That's true, and he's American too. Maybe they just uh, they just needed Connor McDavid, didn't they? What would they have done with Connor McDavid? He would have just been on every billboard, <laughs> on every building. Instead, he ended up in Edmonton. Sorry, David Connor. It's a uh, whoopsie daisy. Yeah, that's gonna be. Uh, I feel like that's going to be a good rivalry down the road. Just saying. I mean, it already is. The league has gotten so much younger the past couple of years, and I mean, we're we're even part of it. You know, uh, getting back to that, actually, what have you thought of Jimmy Vc lately? Has he really? He hasn't really shown much in, in my eyes. Uh, this goes back to where I told you in the beginning part of the season when you were I ready was, to anoint uh, Jimmy VC Rookie of the Year, MVP, and the greatest thing that ever happened to the world since fucking sliced bread. I didn't say that. You've made an adjustment, I like sliced dude. bread a lot. The league, 
Uh, well, you, you might want to go back. You were blowing Jimmy VC like a freaking $6 whore giving a $12 tip. Jeez. Um, I don't think I did that much, but all right. You, <laughs> Jimmy VC, the league made an adjustment to how VC plays, and VC is going to have to make an adjustment back. He's still on pace for 40 points, which is basically what I would have expected him to do in his rookie year. Uh, and VC, you know, he's – his play hasn't really warranted him playing on a top line. So he's got to make more with less and he's got to do more with less time. He's like, even when the Rangers are fully healthy, Zibanejad will go back to playing with Kreider at least. Uh, Nash, Zuccarello and Stefan will once again be aligned. Most likely Michael Grabner is going to play with Hayes and Miller on the third line. So Jimmy Vesey is just going to have to make things happen on the fourth line. And that is hard to do for a young playmaker like he is, but I'm not worried about him long-term. He's still having what I consider a very successful season. Is he struggling right now? Yeah, because he's playing in a tougher league than the NCAA. He's not going to be able to score on people at will like he was at the beginning of the year when teams didn't know how to defend him. Yep. And now that the league has made an adjustment, it's going to be up to Jimmy VC to make an adjustment back. And I have all the confidence in the world that he will. Kevin Hayes did. JT Miller did. Chris Kreider did. Uh, Matt Zuccarello did. The Rangers coaching staff will make sure he makes the adjustment, but the question is when, not if. It's just you're going to have to be patient. That's fair. Uh, with all these other players that you've named coming back, uh, does that mean Brennan Peary is off this team? It seems that way at this point in time. Yeah, I think him and Lindbergh will rotate in and out of the lineup. Do we even have? I don't think I don't think Brandon Peary's I don't think Brandon Peary's play has warranted him to be in the lineup permanently, but I also don't think Oscar Lindbergh's play has warranted him to be in the lineup permanently. I think those two will alternate on the fourth line as one would have expected before the season started. That's fair. I, I think Lindbergh played pretty well in the, uh, I mean, despite the goal scored, uh, he played pretty well with Grabner on his line. And uh, I was not, I was not underwhelmed by Lindbergh, but I didn't, I wasn't out there saying, you know, he's making a lot of mistakes. So that's, you know, that's a player you want on the fourth line. Hey, I couldn't believe that was his first goal of the year. I mean, I know he did come back late, but after last year's hot start, which I guess was, you know, a total fluke, now thinking, now looking back at it, uh, it's weird to know that he's he's lost most of his scoring power at this point. Yeah, I mean, Oscar Lindbergh is a nice young hockey player, but I wouldn't expect him to do... Yeah, last year was definitely a fluke. And it was exacerbated because the Rangers, no Ranger was scoring. So the fact that Lindbergh was the one Ranger scoring at the time, it got everybody excited. But I wouldn't, I mean, Oscar Lindbergh, he's a nice young talent, but on this team, he's, I can't see, I, unless, barring significant injury, I can't see any scenario in which he's on a line higher than the third line. I really can't see either. All right, uh, let's move on to our, our national holidays of the, of, the, of the week for the schedule of the Rangers. Then we'll talk a little bit of nonsense, and we'll move on and let you go back to bed. Uh, I do have for the January 13th game, Friday, versus the Maple Leafs. It's national. Blame someone else day. So this is when AV goes ahead and blames uh, Clint Denning instead of uh, the people that should be blamed. That's correct? I'm assuming that's when we'll, uh, we'll have Mark Stahl back in the lineup and Clint Denning riding the bench? Yeah, Absolutely. I just can't believe how bad Kevin Klein is. Like, I've ripped on Nick Holden, I've ripped on Dan Girardi, but Kevin Klein is, without a doubt, the worst Ranger defender this year, and Jesus Christ, this is terrible. Like, I can't think of 
Girardi at his worst did not has not played as bad as Klein is this year. It is he just miserable. looks injured, but he's not. You know, he just just looks. He looks lethargic. Low. He looks. He looks lethargic. He looks hungover. He looks. He, he looks. <laughs> he looks bad. He looks Dan Boyle Dan Boyle esque, as they would say. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. Ouch. That's, yeah. Ouch. Um, and then on uh, January fourteenth of that day, the next day versus the Canadiens, it's Feast of the Ass Day. So you know. Did you say feet of the ass? Feast, like eating turkey, but feasting of the ass. Feast of the ass day, everyone. Happy, yeah, it's gonna be a good one. So happy feast. Hashtag, of the, hashtag yeah, hashtag butt stuff. Let's yeah, hashtag go. team butt stuff. But uh, I speaking of team butt stuff, uh, actually not speaking at all. It, I know we have uh, a good amount of listeners at this point. Uh, if anyone could get in touch with Clint Denning and he wants to come on this podcast, that'd be great. Just you know, just let us know. There's plenty of ways to contact us. We just, we just want to get on for a 10-minute interview. That's all I'm asking. We just want to say, hey, Clendenning, we support you. We've been there, buddy. Just letting you, we want you to play on this team. That's all. Not that we don't have the... We don't... He's... Go on. I mean, I just... I basically... I tweet at him, like, once a day. It's pretty I, great. I know. <laughs> he has liked our tweets before. I just want him on for 10 minutes. I don't know if his agent would let him. He knows... He knows we exist, so we have that going for us. Right, right. We're just trying it. Just a little bit of, hey, what's up? Just want to let you know we're fans. What'd you think about playing the Blue Jackets? What was, what was it like scoring that goal? What was it like when you came out after scoring that goal and took a heat check shot from the from the blue line and you were just, just feeling yourself with that shot? Just want to know what was going through his mind. That's all. I want to talk to him. That was that. As much as I love Clendenning, that was such a soft goal. I don't know how. I still don't know how it went in. From the make any sense. From the boards, the the second one, the the pseudo second one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the first one's a snipe job. The first one's a thing of beauty. Yeah, it was a beautiful play. The second one, that was soft. It was real soft. You know, we and I, Super soft. I forgot to mention, as I often do on this podcast, we were playing the backup goalie for for the for the Columbus Blue Jackets. That's who team, got played? Who got placed on waivers today? Yes, they let him go immediately after we beat him. Um, so Bob has Bob has been very good for them. Incredible. He is in his prime, and uh, he's he, he's gonna he's gonna win the Vesna. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, at this point, he's he's definitely the leader and the favorite at this point. So not playing against Bob was very lucky. I'm actually surprised Torts didn't play Bob against the Rangers, but maybe it was a scheduled day off. And uh, it was it felt very satisfying beating Tortorella. I will say that his look on his face at the end of the game was priceless. Uh, something I really enjoyed. Uh, well, in Tortorella's in Tortorella's defense, through two and a half years of that game, his plan was working. He was up four. He was up four one on the Rangers. Yeah. They should have won that. The Rangers. The Rangers had no business winning that hockey game. No, no, not at, at all. No, not at all. You're right. You're right in saying that. Uh, I do want to move on to a little bit of nonsense. Uh, do you know off the top of your head how many days we are to pitchers and catchers? Uh, I actually don't know the answer. I'm just quizzing you. 30, 32? <laughs> wow, that's that soon? No way. It's, it, yeah, it's, it's mid-November, mid-February. Okay. Wow, that's crazy. Uh do you have anything you want to say about the Mets today? Because you've made it 25 minutes. I would. I'm still waiting for Jay Bruce to just get the fuck off my team. Okay. Fuck off. Fuck off, Jay Bruce. Someone, the, well, the, the market is just it's so fucking weird. Joey Batista is still a free agent, Which right? Which is pretty uh, outstanding. The, the Yankees, the Yankees, Yankees would love to trade Brett Gardner. The Mets would love to trade Jay Bruce. Um, the outfield market is over fucking saturated right now. So no one can make a move. No one can make a move. 
Like, I don't, the, a domino needs to fall, and I have no, like, at this point, I, I don't see Joey Batista signing with anyone but the Blue Jays. Who needs an outfielder? I don't even know. Yeah, and he like, might... I have no idea where Jay Bruce is going to go. I have no idea. It's gotten to a point where the Tampa Bay Rays are like, you know, we, we might want Joey Batista. I would, come on. That would be great. A right hand, a power bat? What is that? I haven't seen one of those in years. I mean, I have a Longoria, but, you know, that doesn't count. Yeah, it's just, it's super interesting, the outfield market. The Mets would, at this point, would just love to have Bruce off the roster just to free up a roster spot. I just have, I have no idea who they would trade him to. Like, it's the, the Blue Jays are the only team that makes sense, but I have no idea why the Blue Jays would trade an asset, regardless of how little or small, for Jay Bruce when they can just go out and re-sign Joey Batista. Who's like a fan favorite there and is beloved by... He's, he's a god. Yeah, exactly. It, it, don't, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Like the Phillies, I think, still have interest in Joey Batista. And honestly, if the Phillies signed Batista, he'd, hit, he'd probably hit 50 home runs in that ballpark, but for whatever reason, I would not be afraid of him. I think Joey Batista has like one year left in him, and then he's just going to become a bit of an albatross contract. I'm with you entirely. And I, I think... I think this is. I why think it's the dirty secret right now is Batista. I think the dirty secret right now is Batista is not much of an outfielder. Like I don't think defensively his numbers stack up anymore. Probably not. Uh, could he ever really move in the first place? It wasn't like he was a huge defensive outfielder. He he had an arm, right? Yeah, that's true. People people liked his arm, but yeah, I, I don't think his range like his range factors are pretty low. So I think if if the Phillies were to give him like a three year deal. I think that's a good deal for one year, but the Phillies aren't going to compete next year. So I, I don't know why they would want Joey Batista because I think by year two of whatever contract he signs, he's going to be just, you know, a net negative. I think I he gets the three, around three years, maybe $50 million. That's my prediction. I don't know if that's high. <laughs> I think he's going to sign like one year, I think the Blue Jays are... Sorry, you exploded. I think the Blue Jays are just going to... like. What happened? No, you're back now. You're good. Just the Blue Jays. Go ahead. I think I scratched my arm. That's what it was. And it was by it was by the microphone. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, but uh, one year, I think he just signs a one year deal at this point, and then tries to hit the market again. But the problem with Batista is this. So this is a bad free agent class. Next year, the next two years, the free agent class gets ridiculous. So if Batista is thinking, I'll reestablish my market for next year, uh, he's nuts because it's just not going to happen. Like, next year, Arietta is a free agent. Oh. Um, and then the year after that, of course, is the Bryce Harper class with, like, Harvey. To think that Batista's, Batista thinks he's going to get paid next year or the year after uh, when he's, like, 35 and 36 is just a fool's errand. It's, it's, it's not going to happen. If it doesn't happen, if it doesn't happen this offseason, it's just not going to happen. But at the same time, I think he could get a one-year – Eighteen million dollar contract if you wanted one. I think I, I, think, I think that's the contract teams, he settles on. I think a lot of teams with would the Blue do that. Jays. You know, I think a lot of teams would go ahead and do. That. I, I, see, I don't think a lot of. I don't think it's going to be a lot of teams. Besides the the Blue Jays, the Phillies, and the Rays, name the fourth team that would want Joey Batista right now. Mm, the Braves. <laughs> Seems like they like signing old guys. I guess. I don't. But they got. They have Markakis. That's fair. They have. Exactly. I can't name another exactly. outfielder right now. 
No, you're I guess probably the, right. I guess the Braves could, but if you're Batista, why are you going to Atlanta? You're why? Not, what are you doing? The money, that's the only reason. You're right, though. Um, I do want to move on to the last thing I want to talk about. I have never watched The Bachelor, ever. Never, not once. I haven't really planned to, but you guys have roped me into this Bachelor Fantasy League. Uh, I started playing. I did a little bit of reading. How am I? How would I ever vote for anyone that's not the girl that came out in the dolphin suit? A girl came out in a fucking dolphin suit, and that's how she introduced him, herself to this guy. Like I, how I thought would, it was. A, I thought it was a. It was a shark shark suit, but she's an aspiring dolphin trainer. Yeah, that's that's true. She's an aspiring dolphin trainer. She came out in a giant shark suit. Like, am I? How would I ever vote for anyone else? Like, I just feel like I'm, there's no way I would do anything else. I would be like, that's it. This show's over. Now it's boring. I'm going with the girl with the shark suit. Well, this it's it's The Bachelor. You have to vote for the right reasons, and you have to follow your heart, dude. Okay. That's just the way it is. That's it? I, I've never watched it. I, I might watch it for the first time ever tonight, uh, as, after, this, uh, I, after this podcast. I, I, don't, I don't watch. I don't watch. I just make my picks and go about my, my day. I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a... And I got, I got news for you. I didn't make I didn't make picks this week. I'm uh, probably not going to make picks this week. You got, you got about 15 minutes, my friend, to date our time, as we always do. Yeah, I'm, I'm going right to bed as soon as we hang oh, up. Okay, all right. Well, we're done now. Uh, I want to thank everyone for listening. I, I you know, I, I apologize for the sloppy work that we've done today and every podcast forever. And uh, I appreciate all your time you take to out of your week to listen to us talk a little bit of Rangers and absolute fucking nonsense. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Bush's Breakaway, Instagram Bush's Breakaway. Oh, Bush's Break on Twitter, my bad. Bush's Breakaway.com. You can buy a t shirt and hang out with us. We love you all. And Greg, say goodnight. Bye, guys. I'll see you bright and early. i got to be in work at 5 a.m. tomorrow. I send a nice tweet out for the fans. But hey, I'm awake. <laughs> That's it. I'll do it for our European listeners where it's 11 o'clock there and it's a normal time. Beautiful. Goodbye, everyone. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye, guys. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.